Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who just watched the premiere of NXT and is getting ready to tell me about it, Derek Halpin. I was in such an NXT mood today, I intentionally changed the battery mode on my iPhone to low power mode just so that the little icon would be yellow. Oh boy. Oh boy, indeed. You you're bleeding yellow right now, and that is I am that's pretty gross. That's disgusting and you need to get that checked out. But I do. I am very sad cuz I could not watch this. But you were texting me throughout and I feel like I missed the greatest wrestling show of my life even if it wasn't. I like <laughs> to think <laughs> I like before you tell me any of your thoughts on it. Based solely off the things you sent me in all caps, this sounds like it was a very exciting show. Uh, There's a a lot to be said about what I've seen the last two hours. Um, Show just wrapped up. It was a first hour on USA Network and then the second hour on the WWE Network, which I didn't know going into it because they had kept advertising it as a two-hour event. The NXT was going to USA Network, and it was going to be two hours. Well, the second hour is apparently on the network, but I didn't find that out until like 15 minutes in, and I was a little bit pissy about it, but ended up not really making a difference because they put on a good show tonight, Garrett. I'm very uh, happy with what I saw. I am, I am so incredibly pumped to hear you tell me about some of the things that happened tonight because it really sounds like they, they really just put a lot of my favorite people out there and let them do some cool shit. I didn't know the names of every single person that I saw tonight. Um, I will do the best that I can. There were like two or three that I didn't know. However, everyone else I was familiar with and I watched beyond NXT. I watched a lot of WWE this week. So I've got a lot of thoughts on that. And we're just, uh, we're just a couple of weeks away from, uh, from SmackDown moving over to Fox and Kind of excited about that as well, Garrett. Well, hey, I also watched GCW's Bloodsport, or Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, too. Because, <laughs> you know, there's a different kind of wrestling out there this weekend, and it needed to be watched, and I did it, goddammit. I <laughs> will talk about that eventually in this show. We will talk about all of the wrestling that you need to hear about right now. But in the meantime, you should probably hit our goddamn music. become a weekly tradition that when we record you crack open a claw and we get this shit going well i've got big news about the claw that i'm holding this week is it a mango Derek? i am holding in my hands not only a mango white claw but a mango white claw in a tall boy they have white claw tall boys now 
Derek, if you go to a convenience store, you can now purchase <laughs> White Claw in the Tall Boy. And goddamn, yes, I do have this in a paper bag right now. Yeah, that's oh, that's, I just that's took... a lot. That's a lot, Garrett. That's a lot to take in on both of our ends. I just took my first sip, and uh, it really punched me in the mouth. That's a lot of mango. That's a that's a that's a spicy mango. I'm just kidding. It's not spicy. It's delicious. I do like. <laughs> I, I would just like to say that we're also going to be uh, apparently reviewing every fucking White Claw flavor that they come up with. I guess White Claw summer is just about over, right? Yeah, we're gonna have to find a uh, we're gonna have to find an autumn drink. Is the, is that pumpkin spice uh, White Claw thing? Is that is that true? That seems like a meme that's going to become a reality. Like it starts off as a joke, and then they're like, "Well, fuck it," if they want it, I guess. This isn't the only, uh, for, this is a very good flavor. This would probably rank still below black cherry for me, but either is it ra- above lime. It's above lime, I think, but I can't decide if it's above raspberry. Well, I haven't had the mango yet. I haven't had a single claw since you departed my fair city. That sucks. <laughs> <I'm>, do you- <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I feel. Have you I, had a claw every day since you've left? No, absolutely not. Okay, no, good. not not even every other day. Like honestly, I still pretty much drink just drink the claws for you guys on this show. And they're like, we didn't ask you to do this. We just came here for you to talk about wrestling. This is an added, not really bonus, but hey, it is crack one open. It's more fun for all of us. That is very true. That we have yet to hear a response back from our listeners via the review or or like Twitter saying, yeah, keep keep the white claw references coming because that's part of your identity now. Not one, not one fucking time have we heard somebody say, yeah, this is an important part of the show. Now, when we were pushing Otis and Jizz, that got embraced by a lot of people. Including Otis and Jizz. Uh, if you haven't watched WWE television in the last eight months, and you don't know about Otis and Tucker, Heavy Machinery. We call them Otis and Jizz. And, and it's the reverse. Tucker is technically Otis, and Otis is Jizz. I said that right, right? You did. Yeah, there's, uh, there's new surprising. listeners that definitely don't know that. And I think last week we said there's a lot of Jizzes on NXT UK, and they were probably very confused with what that means. It's a body type, Garrett, is what you're saying. Like a large fellow with a lot of <laughs> a lot of body hair. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. That's a is that it's really, a shape. Is it a body type or is it a way of life? It's both. But we got Otis and Jizz over so much that when you ever, whenever you see fucking Otis screaming "I'm coming," that's a reference to us directly because we called him Jizz instead of Otis. So never fucking forget it it's it's a thing I'm, i mean i'm sure heavy machinery is going to be around for years to come and they're <laughs> going to have a lot of success so and that's another when, shirt years to come <laughs> and it's oh <laughs> uh, uh i guess this is an opportunity because we i feel like we haven't done it as much lately we should remind people if you are a fan of the show if you like listening to us babble on about pro wrestling white claws semen that kind of thing. You should pop on over to iTunes, 
and you should give us five stars. You should leave a sweet review. And if you do that, you can recommend something for us to check out as long as it can be even slightly related to professional wrestling. It could be a new Slim Jim flavor. It could be some funny clip you saw on YouTube. Don't Doesn't make matter. me try Slim Jim flavors. Garrett, you need to do something to, you know, fucking spice up your manhood considering all these claws you've been putting back. Yeah, I'm saying it. Okay, okay. I've, let me Oh, go no, go ahead and demasculate me. Demasculate? That's you? not a word. I've had claws in my body, man. <laughs> you had like two drinks of claw. You've had two sips. I'm a fool then. What do you want me to say? I said a word that wasn't a word. I tried to run with it and you didn't let it slide. Um yeah. Well, I'm going to emasculate you by letting you know that you should probably have some some dried packaged meat in a stick form, a new flavor. And if you try a new Slim Jim flavor and you want us to check it out, leave us that sweet review on iTunes. We'll check it out. We'll talk about it on the podcast just for you as a way of saying thank you for your review and those stars. Garrett. Can, oh, I'm sorry. It's emasculate. It's, yeah, I know now. Try to make the white claw sound tough. I'm not saying that your only purpose in life is to be a bad motherfucker. I'm just saying, you know. Hey, I don't, I'm not the baddest motherfucker there is, but let me tell you, I am the toughest Hufflepuff. And that's, uh, that's the bottom line. <laughs> you are S-A-W-F-T soft. God damn it. Hey, okay, do you want to hear something I tried today that wasn't white claw? Another Enzo song? No, it wasn't. A... <laughs> I, I use the word song very loosely. Song. Artwork. No one has ever. Did... When was the last time somebody referred to anything? Like just pictures like you hear the new Enzo song. <laughs> Who's ever said that? <laughs> Check out that new Enzo hit. Uh, but no, I got on it. the. Um, the social media this morning and I saw a friend post a picture from last night and they were eating pizza that was shaped like a cheese it. Look, I saw you post this on Facebook, my friend. Looked like something I would definitely not try. I have not been fooled by many of these gimmick foods <laughs> that fast foods put out. This I, one get you? The last one, I think, before this was when KFC sold that chicken sandwich that was just two pieces of chicken, and they pretended like it was bread. The Double Down? Yeah. Yeah, that that was just referenced in a commercial I saw tonight on a KFC commercial. They they made a throwback reference to the Double Down. You got, What do you mean you got fooled? That thing was great. No, that was gross. It was two pieces of chicken. <laughs> Like what? Where's the? Where's the? Oh man, they got me. Well, they just tri Like I mean, they didn't get me, but they did like sell me on the idea of just eating a lot of chicken in one that's setting. Their, that's their job. Well, I saw whether a friend it comes in a bucket or a bowl <laughs> or two pieces of chicken is bread. Well, this morning I saw a friend post that they had this cheese it stuffed pizza at Pizza Hut, and when I found that out, within thirty minutes, I had four of them delivered to my team. It worked. Everyone was on board with this? Everybody was very excited. Everyone was very enthusiastic. I like a Cheez-It. I'm kind of curious to see what they've done. When this girl pulled them out of the, the, uh, the, the heating bag or whatever, you know, that keeps them warm, I almost fucking threw up at the smell of hot Cheez-Its <laughs> coming out of a box. 
Like, if anything that they nailed the taste on on this, well, I, taste is the wrong word. If they could nail anything that gives you the sense of a cheese, it they nailed you with that smell. I'm just going to let you know, if I had been there, this is the thing I would not have allowed to happen. And I like pizza, Garrett, but this, this, this is not pizza. Uh, I will agree with you because I've had it and can confirm. <laughs> Why this one? Well, I like. I don't know. There was something intriguing, and honestly, the way my friend shot it, I'm pretty sure she put a filter on it because it made it look a lot better than what was sent to me. Mm-hmm. What this is is something that if you were really stoned and it were two in the morning and something you were able to pop in the microwave, you would think it's awesome. I don't. I still don't think that's quite the compliment because basically what you're saying is if you're in an inebriated state and you lower your standards, then maybe this will fly. What I believe my review on social media of it was, you have to have had at least a minimum of six White Claws to enjoy this, or any amount of any drug. <laughs> um, taste? Um, uh, As you clear your palate just from talking about it? Damn. Um, the taste, I would say, is lasting. <laughs> I ate that at around 11:30 this morning and at four o'clock this afternoon, I was still tasting it. I'm telling That's you rancid. Don't do it, Derek. And I, I just assume that they showed a, a trailer for, I, I say a trailer, like it's a movie preview. <laughs> uh, I mean, the, when the girl brought them to me, I was like, I am actually very fucking excited to eat this. And she said, we've had to keep it a secret for weeks. <laughs> what? Is this what was stolen from Area 51 during that raid? Yeah, it was little little square, I mean, guess Cheez-Its. But really, it's I don't know what this is. It's gross. Don't try it. Hey, I didn't know it was a thing before I saw you talking about it on social media. B, for those of you listening, uh, Garrett is notorious for his lactose intolerance. And while he will not necessarily avoid pizza... It's not like a thing with me where, like, I'll go out of my way to try pizza of all shapes and sizes. Garrett's a little bit more nervous when ingesting cheese and dairy products into his system. So it's very odd, A, that you, you like, to me, you were getting a pizza, but you were like, fuck it, let's get the cheese it pizza that <laughs> makes a point of throwing the word cheese back into something. It's a little redundant. Like, what the fuck? This, this is odd even for you. Yeah, I agree. And as I was eating it, I said, I'm already afraid for my drive home from work. <laughs> uh, did not shit my pants. I do not recommend this this food. Um, you know what? If you are inebriated and it's a pay-per-view, I call that a special occasion. If it's still around, then maybe give it a try. I will say, since you were successful in not shitting your pants on your way home. I'll give you a little pat on the back for doing that. Why don't you lead the show off and tell us about GCW? Because I haven't heard anything from this show, and I know, like you've said so many times, GCW is your new favorite promotion. Lo and behold. Yeah, I I still stand by that as my new favorite promotion. But this was that show. If you remember over Mania Weekend, I I didn't attend it, but I did get the pay-per-view of Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 1. Right. And this is that wrestling that is presented to you as if it is 
like an MMA fight. There's no ring. They're basically on the mat, but there's no ropes or anything. Right. Uh, I just want to get it, man. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like, the way, as I was watching this, and I mean no disrespect to anybody in the ring. Are you scared that one of these guys is going to listen to our podcast and then come beat your ass? Yes, because this is a group of people that are tr- that think that wrestling needs to be tougher. <laughs> okay. So, let's let's back up. The odds of that happening are highly unlikely. Say what you feel, man. You don't need to fucking, you know, soften the blow for these guys. Don't pull your punches. Two. If they did listen, <laughs> the odds of them finding you, finding us, very slim. Three. If they did and they beat the holy fuck out of you, it would make for a great podcast episode. If I ever have to eat through a tube because of something I've said on this show, I'm going to go ahead. the show for a few episodes. Okay. I, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to let you know whatever I said wasn't worth it. <laughs> I, I don't. That That's. Don't I get a say in that? I guess. Okay. Fuck. I'll. So, okay. I'll tell you exactly what I told Jeffy wrestling while I was, I was texting him while watching this before the show. This feels like I it it feels like this is the equivalent of eating my wrestling vegetables. I know it's good for me, but goddamn it, I just want some cake. Like the fucking blood sport show? Like I can tell that these men are very very good at making it look like this is a real fight. But it's a group of people who have decided that wrestling's got too much pageantry. We want to act more serious. What the fuck? Like, who are these men? Is this supposed to appeal to those people who, when you tell them that you like pro wrestling, they're like, why don't you just watch UFC? That's fucking real. And so, like, it's it's pro wrestling, but it's, it's I don't know, presenting itself as a shoot in a way that appeals to people. Like, you know who I'm talking about. If they're tricking that guy, then. But, like, I don't get it. I guess for me, like, it looks a lot like UFC, but I could also just watch UFC, but I can also tell you that these men are doing a very good job at what they're doing. Once again, different flavors of pro wrestling ice cream. This one is not my flavor, but they still manage even in the weird, you know, even in the type of show this is, which I asked Jeffy, I said, what, who watches this? And he said, and he said in sincerity, he said people who don't look at pro wrestling as performance art. And I was like, to me, this is the weirdest performance art I've ever watched in my life. Like, tough men pretending not to perform? <laughs> what, is, what is this? Tough men who aren't tough enough to actually fight, but want to pretend fight in a way that looks dangerous? Well, no, but like, Josh Barnett was an MMA fighter. He's the main guy in this. What he was before is irrelevant. What is he doing now? <laughs> He's fake tough fighting. Well, the... I guess I there is a place for it because there's really no wrong wrestling. I mean, it's just funny to me that it's the company that does the Invisible Man matches, that does the death matches, that <laughs> that they have such a wide spectrum of what they're putting on that goes all the way from the most serious wrestling I have ever seen in my entire life all the way to the silliest shit you've ever seen. 
well, GCW has, they've got a lot of feathers in their cap in this regard. And like we have re- repeatedly mentioned, like in the last month, as you've been putting GCW over, it feels like they've come a long way from where we saw them a little over a year ago. Is that fair to say? Definitely. They have definitely risen to be, if not the top indie in the country, one of the top indies. Is GCW like the local bar that every night has a different theme? Like some night they have Friends trivia. Other nights they have South Park (laughs) trivia. And GCW, when they put on a show, it depends on which show you're showing up for, like what kind of entertainment value you want to get out of it. Well, that's like this weekend in Chicago, they've got the Nick Gage Invitational going on. And it it is mostly death matches. But in the middle of it, you see that uh, Tracy Smothers versus Marco Stunt is happening. (laughs) Yeah. I'm thinking about going. There's a freelance show Friday night, Logan Square Auditorium. And then Saturday's the Nick Gage Invitational. But that's out in Summit. I don't know if I'll be able to make it out there. Point is, I got some wrestling coming up. Tell me more about Bloodsport, man. We got started. what, What the fuck did you see? Okay, so. What sticks out here? I am not going to lie. I was having a hard time getting through some of this. Just it's good. It's just it is a lot of mat wrestling and it's so serious. It kind of takes away from some of the stuff I personally enjoy with pro wrestling. The uh, but the one match that Fair I find question. Like, We're almost 100 episodes in. What do you like about pro wrestling? Oh, man, that's a hard question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, for we the should lo- answer this in episode one. I know. Right. So for me, like. Pro wrestling is almost my comic books. You know, it's where I get that version of good versus evil storytelling. Uh, It is like the last real theater in the round. It's a fun performance art where you get to go and just immerse yourself in this world. And while you're in that arena, everything you're watching is is really happening. Everyone's playing along. I like to play along. Like, I like the, you know, just a collective audience agreeing on things. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think you and I probably share a, a similar, I don't know, interest or desire for entertainment out of, out of this. What is it about you all of a sudden at this point in your life, in your early 30s, that's made you uh, crave or be curious about this hardcore edgy shit that you didn't previously care about. It is super weird. That's never been my favorite kind of wrestling, but I think the fact that these characters are starting to grow on me, <laughs> but also they're giving me Lucha matches and comedy matches. And I I've put this company over, over and over again, but I don't know. I just, Nick Gage is the man I'm sucked into the goddamn <laughs> Nick Gage world. He's my Batman now. <laughs> But but I, what is it about? Like why is why can you copy and paste Nick Gage into so many scenarios, where his character doesn't seem like it would fit? Like why does that work? That's a great question. And he fought on this show. They actually, I, I, but I'm I'm just saying like Nick Gage, his presentation is I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> Like, th- like that's his character every time. Like, he's hyped up. He goes to the ring every time like he's like he's going to die. Like, why does that work against an Orange Cassidy, an Effie, and then against a Marcus Crane, 
Like, like how, like how does that fucking fit? I and think. Tra- oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, to me, like that's the hardest part to explain to somebody who's not a fan. Well, maybe not the hardest part, but definitely one of the hard parts is trying to figure out, like, how you make this cog work with this other cog, and the two gears fit together to make a nice little machine. Like, like what the fuck is it about Nick Gage that works? I think he's so genuinely terrifying. And I think when you see him going up against like a Marco stunt or an orange Cassidy or Effie, you're like, Oh man, this is scary. But I feel like if you even had him go up against Chris Jericho, he would get in the ring. And I feel like if he got in Chris Jericho's face, even Jericho would show a moment like this guy's a little bit of a loose cannon. I don't know. What the hell's this guy wearing? <laughs> Army print cargo shorts uh, and the entire ass is ripped out of them. I, he showed up in the... Jesus Christ. He sees, guy... he sees him wearing the promotions t-shirt to the ring and thinks, what is he, just a fucking scary Tommy Dreamer? <laughs> I, I... <laughs> Like, you tell me that Roman Reigns is in there like, I'm doing an open challenge. Whoever wants to come down the ring and Nick Gage walks down the ring. He's not going to look at that guy and be like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I can beat him, but I don't know what this man's capable of. Like, he might try to kill me to get over. Yeah, he's a man that looks like he's willing to kill you to do it. And then at the end of the match, he's going to tell the crowd how much he loves him. He has a lot of passion, and I think that comes through. But get getting back to to Bloodsport blood in this story, yeah, yeah. So Nick Gage had a match against Killer Cross, uh, you know, from Impact. Killer Cross is just a fucking monster of a man. This match ended up being three and a half minutes. It was over so quick, and it ended in a weird way where the ref stopped it, but Nick Gage hadn't passed out yet. Really, but maybe he kind of did, but he basically passed out as his gang sign was going down. So he wouldn't tap. He wouldn't tap. He was pissed at the ref for calling it off. And then Killer Cross proceeded to do the weirdest thing anyone has ever done in a GCW ring, Derek. What did he do? Did you hear about this? No. Killer Cross, after the match, cuts a genuine promo and said... I've got so much passion for this business, and I know this man says he's retired, but I'm calling him out because I think he has the same passion I do. And then he goes, Dave Batista," <laughs> And the whole room erupts. But it's like, what the fuck are you doing calling out movie star Dave Batista to come to GCW's Bloodsport? How the fuck did this not come onto my radar? Isn't that like, it's so weird. And he cut like this genuine promo. Like I really want to fight Dave Batista. And I told Jeffy, like that's the equivalent of us getting on here and me being like, listen up, Ira glass. I know you're hearing every (laughs) single word I'm saying from your seat over there at NPR, but we're coming for you motherfucker. And then he's just like, what? But yeah, he did not hear me say that. Two things of note. We did see Killer Cross just a couple weeks ago at AAW, correct? Yeah, we did. I forgot he did the like run-in at the end of one of the matches. Yeah. He beat up on the besties in the world with Scarlet Bordeaux. Like, I don't know if he was beating them up for her or whatever. Two, the only Dave Batista stuff I've seen in like the last few days 
is apparently he's a playable character in the new Gears of War game. Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I've never played a Gears of War, but to me it's like, ah, Dave Batista in space, let's play it. Do you Could you have predicted you would feel this way about Batista back when he was wrestling Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was shouting blue Tista, and he had a little blue nose ring, and everybody's just booing him. Yeah, nobody liked him a few years back, and now everyone's all about Dave now that he's gone. couple layers um, of body paint go a long way on the man. So nobody was expecting Killer Cross to call out Hollywood Dave Batista at... GCW's blood sport. Yeah. No, I'm sure nobody was more surprised than Dave himself. Like, did Dave find out? Do you think, what was Dave's reaction? He's like, I am literally making movies now. I am not going to go fight you at a bingo hall in Atlantic City. Maybe he will, though. If nobody Dave expected Jericho to go to Japan. Holy shit, maybe that's a Mania weekend thing. Is Dave Batista versus killer cross is the main event of blood sport four. <laughs> I guess it, it kind of delves into, cause you remember Dave Batista did get, I don't know why we're referring to him by both names. We both know he's just Batista. I typically um, say big Dave. If I'm referring to him and to him in text, like you fucking know him. Do his friends call him big Dave? I don't know. Some of his friends are probably just as big as he is. I always assumed if I was friends with Stanley Kubrick, I would call him Koobs. <laughs> You've just been waiting for a platform to let people know that. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I've been saying that in my head since college. Now it's finally time to let that out into the open. The thing is, I can't let the name Killer Cross go. Um, like I, Every time I hear it, I think of Killer Croc from Batman. I don't even know if you know who that is. I do know who Killer Croc is. I've seen Suicide Squad. Proudly, you proclaim that. Proudly. And I believe does earlier any, in this does conversation... Does anybody remember a character from that movie besides Harley Quinn except you? Deadshot. Mmm. That Native American fellow who exploded. <laughs> is that getting a sequel? Yeah, James Gunn's writing and directing it, and the cast is awesome. Oh. Uh, Will Smith is not back. Jared Leto is not back. But John Cena and Idris Elba are in this one. Holy shit. Garrett, (laughs) I gave this opportunity so you could talk about Bloodsport. Does the name Anthony Corelli mean anything to you? Not a goddamn thing. That's Santino Morella. Well, that's that's the guy I know. Okay, yeah, he was on. Uh, he was part of Bloodsport. He actually fought Simon Grimm. He's still fucking trying. He was jacked, Derek, and he looked awesome. He didn't do the hand thing. There was no comedy. He went out there and proved to me that he can really fight and make it look real and make him look mad with the rest of them. I haven't watched a second of one of these shows. You haven't shown me anything. Like I it's it's hard to imagine in my head. So there's a ring but there's no ropes. Correct. Are there posts? There are posts, but they don't use them. They they don't use the posts as weapons at all? No, it's almost as if the posts are there just to show you that it is a wrestling ring. The ropes are just missing. Couldn't they just have like a mat? You would think. 
But I guess they need like a stage hey, to elevate the show. Listen, I am not. I did not love this. This show is getting very good reviews. A lot of people do like this, and there is a market for it. I like to try different wrestling. I tried really hard again on this one. Just didn't do it for me. But if you love this, keep watching them because it seems like they're going to keep doing them. <laughs> so that's a great way to sell. It's your fa- GCW is your new favorite promotion. That was a great way of selling people on this show. Well, one that this is the blood sport series. Like this is not like a lot of people probably wouldn't enjoy the Nick Gage invitational and all the blood. I at least think that one has a little, uh, little flair. Those guys, you know, they come out with a little stage show, like, look at how sharp this shit is. Ah! And I'm like, holy shit. It is really sharp. Is he going to get stabbed? Oh shit. He did. Here's my thing. I think what, what it is, is that, you got back into pro wrestling as an adult through the yes movement and all the stuff around Daniel Bryan. And I think from there you discovered when you were living in LA, you discovered the local indie promotions and PWG. And so you add a little bit more and then you discover new Japan, a little bit more hard hitting style. I think that gradually over like the last five, six years, like a drug addict, you're just constantly trying to find the next hard stuff for you. <laughs> Where, like you're trying to like, I'm trying to find just the hardest hitting shit I can find. Like you get numb to the old stuff and then you need the You need the new shit. You need the new high. And right now, cause when, when you were describing to me, well, I don't know why you were trying to convince me about why two cups stuffed was such an amazing show. But one of the things you were like, isn't it, don't you get like a fucking adrenaline rush? Like sitting like ringside for that shit. Like, don't you feel a sense of danger? I can't remember what your exact words were. That's basically what you were reinforcing to me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yo, fuck. Yeah. Because your fight or flight senses kick in (laughs) when you've got fucking glass shards landing at your feet puddles of blood on the concrete in front of you and little boys being thrown into your fucking lap. No shit. You get an adrenaline rush. Like what is that? My fucking corpse. (laughs) You have no choice. Now I enhanced the show by making sure that we were part of damn near every fucking segment. I say segment like it was a TV show. I mean, I guess it was on pay-per-view, but no segments at GCW, just matches. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. Can we move on? I need to hear about this NXT show, man. Well, we're not talking about the NXT show next. Oh, God, what are we talking about? You, like, really like to tease me. You know when yeah, there's I something I really want to talk about and you make me wait. Well, here's the thing. The NXT show was so fucking good. Like, the, the two hours of entertainment they gave me tonight was solid. But I would feel like a dick if I didn't mention the fact I did watch Clash of Champions this past Sunday. A pay-per-view happened. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, maybe a lot of people meaning me didn't know about it, really. Yeah. You haven't been watching. I did watch several matches Mm -hmm. off of this. Mm -hmm. I thought it was Mrs. Knight to win. I thought this was finally, I was like, good. The belt's finally on a guy the company doesn't give a shit about. It's Mrs. Time to Shine. 
when Miz is on a losing streak, do you just lose interest? Is that really what it is? <laughs> when Miz doesn't have a belt, Garrett powders. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, here's the thing, uh, Clash of Champions this past Sunday, watched the whole show, it wasn't a priority for me at all, I just happened to be home, and I happened to have a new bedtime that's a little bit later, so I decided this was not an inconvenience, and so You're like, I, I, I don't know, mommy said I could stay up late, so I decided to, uh, go for it. I'm used to being in bed between 9 and 10, sometimes I can stay up till 11, and uh, WWE pay-per-views don't end as late when it's not WrestleMania, so not a problem. Uh, but there wasn't a whole lot on this show that I was supremely excited about. And overall, before I go through some of the things I did like, the show was just okay. This is definitely one you could have missed um, and not have missed much, uh, which is not a, a compliment for the product overall, I guess, but there are a lot of good things going on. So it's it's really weird to say... The show was blah, but there are there are entertaining things going on right now. I'm really liking the stuff that they're doing with Becky and Sasha. I thought that was really good. Um, I do kind of like how that's carried over into the Charlotte Bailey feud. I like that, like the like the four horsewomen of NXT. Um, they're back at each other's throat. Like there's there's like a ni- nice little connection. The story right now is pretty cool. Um. I thought that the Sasha and Becky match was fucking great. I really, yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of that. And this was kind of the, wasn't this kind of the pay-per-view match Becky Lynch needed? I think so. But I also think it's, it's a right, again, reconnecting all of these women back together, back to their roots and how, you know, this is what people wanted, like I think two or three years ago was to see all of them at this level and feuds together and we're getting it now i guess you know better late than never but um i the thing i liked about this match is there was a lot of reason and a lot of people thought that sasha was just gonna straight up win and i'm fine with her not winning because i knew that if they the, the, if it ended the way that it did ultimately which was basically a no contest um it was gonna set up for hell in a cell and that's what we got. And I and I loved the match. I loved that the match didn't really have an ending. That they fought through the arena. I thought I thought that's what I thought was such a bold fucking decision. Just speaking as a wrestling fan is sending Becky and Sasha through the fucking fans. Oh, and they were out there. What seemed like half the match, right? Like the back end of that, the back end of that segment or the fight or whatever was them going up the the fucking stairs, up through the fans, onto the concourse. Mustard got involved at one point. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was contrived. I, I thought it's it's setting up for them to have a pretty bitter rivalry heading into Hell in a Cell. Go ahead. And I thought this was a good version of a fuck finish. I, see, I agree. I completely fucking agree. I feel like there's a lot of people, like, it's nowadays, it's like if there's a fuck finish, there's a portion of the internet that just feels like that they were robbed and has forgotten that this has been a part of wrestling <laughs> since the beginning, is that not every night are you guaranteed to get a clear-cut winner. It sucks if you do that a lot, but this was, a, I think this was a good usage of it. It was Sasha Banks doing her Eddie Guerrero heel moves and Becky Lynch basically being like, you're not fighting Bailey right now. I'll, I'll do it right back. I do not give a fuck. 
<laughs> I'm champion. I can get disqualified and keep this. Fuck like, you. I will hit you 40 times with this chair. It does not hurt my feelings. Yeah. So I'm really into this this rivalry. Not I, I mean, I think the Charlotte Bailey stuff's good too. I'm not like as crazy about that one, but I, I again I think it's good shit. Okay. I was actually surprised that they had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode win the fucking tag titles off Strowman and, and Rollins because I thought that was part of the whole fucking dynamic of their match and, like for the title. Is that they were going to be still tag champs but feuding as main event cha- or the guys yeah. in the main event? Yeah, I thought that was the whole idea of putting the titles on them in the first place was so that they ha- still had those while fighting each other. And to abandon that at the beginning of the show was just like, huh. I, All right. Yeah, that was one that uh, when I turned the show on and saw it was first, I kind of I skipped over that one. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it was an okay match. Whatever. Can um, can you tell me this? I know it's skipping around a little bit. No, go go for it. But, you know, I think it's just important we talk about the biggest storyline <laughs> in pro wrestling today. Roman Reigns Eric. versus Eric Rowan. <laughs> Okay. I hope you and I are on the same page because I'm putting myself out there. This match was way more entertaining than it had any right to be. That's because Roman Reigns is the best wrestler alive right now. (laughs) (laughs) And this is going to be one of those things like White Claw where I joke about it until it's just a real part of my life. But I started (laughs) realizing today... That in just, you know, about two months' time, you and I will be, we have pretty decent seats to a Survivor Series. We're pretty close to the ramp. We're going to be real close when Roman Reigns walks out there, and you might actually see me lose my mind for Roman Reigns. Are you going to, like, push, like, five kids out of the way to get your hand out there? I Hoping he'll fist bump you or whatever? I haven't been excited to see Roman Reigns since I first started re-watching wrestling you know, year a few years ago. And uh, God damn, I have a theory, though. I have a theory where this is all headed. I feel like some of this Roman Reigns stuff from you is tongue-in-cheek. Like, like you said, I feel like you're faking it because you're feeling something real, which is what I'm feeling, which is that Roman Reigns is, is easier to stomach these days. I Yeah, like I kind of joked because it was a silly storyline, but I, fi- I gradually see myself kind of just liking Roman Reigns. If he doesn't have anything to do with titles, but he's just a mid-card guy that has to fight all these weird battles and figure out who's trying to kill him, I am really, really into that. Especially, I think they're going to swerve us all next WrestleMania. This whole somebody trying to murder him storyline is going to flip back around. It's going to turn out Roman Reigns was the killer the whole time, and he's going to have a GCW-style match against himself. In the main event of WrestleMania, and it's going to be awesome. I thought you were going to say that it turns out it was actually Nick Gage trying to kill him, and that would make a fuck ton of sense. <laughs> no, they're not going to let Nick Gage in the main event of WrestleMania, but if if Roman Reigns is fighting himself in the main event, that's a you know that's just going to sell every pay-per-view there is. Well, in fighting games, yes, you can have Scorpion versus Scorpion, or uh, Guile versus Guile, but... Uh... Yeah, I don't know if you can do that, Garrett. You got, you got a cloning machine there, buddy. Hey, um, Luke Harper got a new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Did you like the way? Okay, first of all, I I legitimately popped for the return of Luke Harper. I I one hundred and ten percent did not see that coming. I've never I mean, seen a man boot Roman Reigns mid spear. And I will say, th- when I saw that both of them kind of had matching pants, and what kind of pants they were, my first thought was, I think WWE's trying to make Rowan and Harper the new Briscoes. Right. Right. Like it's it's like they they decided well we can't get the Briscoes so fuck it we're WWE so we'll just make them the Briscoes. There's no trademark on pants. Like, so I wasn't the only one who thought that. So yeah, I no no no, I definitely thought like okay, so you put on this nice crisp new black metal band t-shirt and then these weird pants. Once again, where are wrestlers finding these pants? I'm telling you, man, the clearance rack at Hot Topic has some wild shit. I don't go in there enough. You know, I, I they think it's all about pop vinyls in there, but really it's about the clearance pants. Garrett, they sell plenty of pro wrestling shirts in Hot Topic these days. You should know this. Are they still do they sell AEW stuff now? I last I knew well, last I knew that you could still got you get all the elite stuff in there. I tried for a while to find the uh, Hangman horse shirt, never found it. Uh, I was at a hot topic just a few weeks ago. It's definitely in there. Get well, your ass back in there. Well, he didn't win the title, so <laughs> got to move on to the next guy. <laughs> I did think. See, I was so iffy on the Orton Kofi Kingston match. This was another. It felt. I don't know if New Japan's the right word because it wasn't that hard hitting. But this definitely was one that, as it started, I was not into it. And by the end of it, I was totally into it. So um, what what happened? I didn't... I actually skipped this one. I mean, just fucking Kofi straight up beat Orton. Um, couple false finishes. Uh, Kofi was able to get his foot on the ropes after an RKO. And uh, Trouble in Paradise. He's starting to do it. Like, he's got a new thing where, like, he grabs their wrist and, like, twists them into the Trouble in Paradise, I think. Looks a little bit better to me, a little bit more palatable. Huh. I, I see this was his... the longest match on the card, too. Yeah, it, it felt like it, too. Like, there was a moment I was, like, so pissed. I think it was, like, seven or eight minutes, and I was like, fuck, they're working so slow. And uh, no, I think they had me by the end. I, again, there was nothing on this show that I thought was, like, like it's gonna, we're going to be talking about in, like, six months or anything. But there was a lot of good storyline continuation at this show. I think it was good enough. I, I think... <laughs> I don't know. The Rollins-Strowman match was fine. I actually enjoyed that one. That's one I, I had fun as I was watching it. Yeah, I, I think it was an interesting decision to have Braun Strowman survive three stomps. And then do what? He A one count after the first one? Yeah, it it was a one count after the first stomp, two count after the second stomp, and then he did a third stomp, and he kicked out at two and three quarters, whatever you want to say, and I think he hit a pedigree in another stomp, and he won. <laughs> like, it was just, and I'm sitting here thinking, like, well, three stomps beat Lesnar, but we have established that apparently Braun Strowman was not better than Brock Lesnar. Like, that was the point they made in this past year, so... I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I, I definitely was not expecting Strowman to win. But uh, the most important thing off of the show, I think, was the was the end of it. 
which was Rollins celebrating on the stage and the fiend appearing from behind and uh, making Seth a little bit bloody and then hitting that sister Abigail. Are you into the fiend, Garrett? I feel like I haven't heard you talk nearly enough about him. Do I don't I like him. I like him enough, but also oh God, I just haven't been go. I haven't been watching not not here we go. Not here we go. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, Derek. No, I Fiend's fine. I just haven't been watching WWE that much. There's so much other stuff. There's <laughs> what what other stuff? I don't know. I've been there's AEW, GCW, and White Claws. There's White Claws. There's uh I don't know, I saw the new Rob Zombie movie <laughs> the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right, moment you've been waiting for. Let's talk about this NXT. Yes, fucking yes. Just tell so me about I, it, man. As I stated at the top of the show, they had been advertising pretty hard that it was a two-hour debut on the USA Network, which in my mind it was like, well, I guess that makes sense. It's the new third brand, so it's only going to be one hour. Is that correct? I I mean, I didn't get to see a second of it. And when you text me around eight o'clock that it was switching over to the network, I even tried to watch it on the network and I couldn't get it to load on any web browser or the app on my phone. But you just used the network the other day to to watch parts of Clash of Champions. Correct. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Once again, we've talked about it a half a dozen times on this podcast. There's something about the NXT level of production or just, or just the way things look. There's times where like, I guess it's not, I don't get to say main roster anymore with raw and SmackDown and, and them doing it in an arena with all that lighting and the, uh, the video board Titan Tron, whatever the fuck you want to call it. There's, you just come back to like a pretty simple, darkly dimly lit set and, and everything with NXT. It's just, the fucking presentation is so different and so quaint, I guess, that it's just better. It's just the the focus is on everything in the ring. You can barely see the crowd. And I it totally it, it was not lost on me while I was watching this on the USA network that that for a lot of people this was their first time seeing NXT period and they were doing a damn good job of showing how it was different from the other two brands. Did they change the appearance of it at all? Or did they kind of keep it exactly the way it looked on the network? No, it's exactly the same. And again, like I said, I I knew that. But I think you go from watching Raw and SmackDown where they've got, you know, the red lights lighting the crowd on Raw, the blue lights lighting the crowd on SmackDown. Anytime they cut back towards the the ramp and the stage, you see how big all of that is. And like the production value and the quality and everything is, it's like I'm giving this really massive compliment and saying like, wow, WWE's got a lot of expensive quality, high definition shit. Isn't that marvelous? I think it takes away some of the focus from what people are there for. That's that's my critique, and I think when watching this show, I was reminded of that. Like once again, why like NXT is so much fun to watch, um, or just the way it looks. Um, opening match was a fatal four way between Maya Yim, Bianca Belair, um, Candice LeRae, and Io Shirai, and they had a fucking banger of an opening match. 
Did they um, really go for it? Did they have one of those really awesome matches they've been having lately? I will say that the two hours, it, it didn't get to like NXT takeover levels. Um, It was not that like, it wasn't like they let everyone go and get like, you know, 15 minutes of just fucking bell to bell, whatever. But this, th- this was a damn good match. Um, and fucking Candice LeRae, I think she's finally going to get that push that you've been waiting on for so goddamn long. Oh, that makes me all at once. Actually, I think uh, Queen of the Ring beat everyone to the punch by asking if I was watching NXT. And then maybe 30 seconds after she texted me that, I got the message from you. And then it just gradually trickled down to where I just kept getting texts congratulating me on Candice LeRae's uh, number one contender win. That make you feel good? Oh, I popped so hard. It's like I said, as you were texting me, I was popping for things I wasn't even seeing. Because <laughs> you were just getting spoilers live? I was just getting basically everything you were saying was, they're doing it good, Garrett. They're doing a good job. Well, I can tell you that the match was good. I'm excited that they might finally be utilizing Candice. Um, we'll see. I, I guess they're going to have the match between her and Shayna Baszler here in a couple of weeks. I So that'll be on live TV. And then, like like you said, because I, I was texting with you about this, do you think that uh, maybe there's a little chance we could see them them fight in Chicago? I think there's totally a chance we could see them fight in Chicago because my prediction is they're not they're going to get let her get a match in and there's going to be some fuckery with with Shayna's goons obviously, right? Um see cuz they've got to get taken out of the equation for Shayna to lose. As long as they're allowed to be at ringside or come down and cause some shit, Shayna's going to always end up retaining. That's kind of the story that they've been building for like the last year plus or however the fuck long she's had that title. Um, I think Candace losing on television, uh, because of some fuckery and then maybe William Regal getting involved and saying, well, you're gonna have to defend that title again, Shannon, but fucking your, your, your ladies aren't going to be allowed or ringside to help you. I think we're going to see Candace be the one to take the title off Shayna Baszler. I really and we, do. And you, I, and you I think, think we're going to see that in person at takeover war games in Chicago. I think oh. that's totally a possibility. Oh, that's a, oh man. Oh man. Oh boy. Oh geez. I'm going <laughs> to, there's, that's actually something I would very, very much like to see. Our boy, Trevor Lee, who is now going by the name of Cameron Grimes. Old grimy. Had a squash match. I couldn't fucking remember who against. Uh, lasted about five seconds. He did his fucking double stomp into the chest. Pinned a guy. Cameron Grimes wearing what I described to you as a Rob Zombie style top hat. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not, not like the, the circusy one that Two Face is wearing in Batman Forever. No, nothing like that. Like a shorter one that's a little Wild Westish. Like, yeah. You get what I'm saying here. Okay, so he's, he's looking more old timey than steampunk. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense. But when you just, when you sent me that text, I was just like, I love the idea of this very southern man trying to pull off a steampunk gimmick. If that were the case, <laughs> it's not a steampunk gimmick. And um, y'all think Hunter's gonna let me wear my hat? 
I do think it's it's important to understand they really only did like three things on the hour that they were on NXT. And Cameron Grimes getting the squash match on USA Network is one of the things that they prioritized. And I want you to think about that for a second. That's pretty fucking crazy. Did the crowd give him a good pop when he hit that double stomp? They absolutely did. Good. Crowd pop for the squash. Um, Like I said, they did the ladies match. They did this. And then we got the title match between Velveteen Dream and Roderick Strom for the North American Championship. And um, I think one of the things they did throughout the night is if somebody wasn't necessarily wrestling on the show, they did little, like, uh, not pro, I guess profiles is a weird way of putting it because it's not like it's a biography, but they would do, like, little clips and they would, like, Mauro Ranallo would put them over, like, or show them or whatever, and they would, they were basically profiling people for people who were just tuning into NXT for the first time. And I thought that was cool. I thought that was the right way to go about doing things. Um, Did they I th- present the show in a way that it what it's not annoying to watch for people who have already been watching for a long time? Yeah, no, the, the format change really wasn't that different. Um, and that was another thing I made a note of, which was it wasn't raw and SmackDown because they didn't have segments. Like the segments that they had were, like I said, like those profile things where they were like five seconds, you know, showing, you know, somehow important. Like they did one on Adam Cole as an XT champion because he wasn't wrestling that night. Um, I think they did one for Velveteen Dream where they basically showed him backstage or whatever. So but, Adam um, Cole didn't appear on the show at all tonight? Oh, well, hold on there. <laughs> um, Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong. Took me a little bit to get into this match, but it ended up being a pretty damn good fucking match. Um, and Strong could not put away Dream at the end. Multiple backbreakers, and Dream's still kicking out. There's a ref bump spot. Undisputed Era comes out. They surround the ring. There's all sorts of tension. Um, Roderick Strong hits his finisher. Dream kicks out. So you're thinking, oh shit, they like they they he burned his ref bump spot. So Dream hits the Dream Valley driver, goes up to the top rope, Cole jumps up on the ring apron and distracts, and then uh, Cole and Fish, wait, O'Reilly and Fish on the other side of the ring cause a distraction or whatever to the ref. Strong hits his finisher again, pins him, new North American champion, and that's how the show goes off the air is Undisputed Era holding all of NXT's gold. That was how they, they chose to do their first, end their first hour on USA Network with NXT, and I thought it was great. I thought that's, it was great stuff. That sounds good. That Honestly, that sounds like a really solid hour. I wonder... Will they continue it as just a one hour thing or was it just one hour now because that's the way the time slots are worked out? I'm not exactly sure. See, now I'm super confused about how the format's going to be going forward because I thought NXT was just moving to two hours and I thought the two hours was going to be on USA. So I don't know if it's just going to be one hour on USA, one hour on the network. I I, I don't don't know. I don't know. doesn't really matter to me because I enjoyed the shit out of tonight. Was not expecting when I switched over to WWE Network to see fucking Pete Dunne. Yeah, there were some, it sounds like there were some surprises on the network as well. Yeah, I think that's what was so interesting is because what they chose to put on the one hour on USA was calculated. 
like they gave you like 25 20 minutes of of it was like almost a half an hour of um Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream they gave you a banger of a women's match and then they basically put a squash match for Cameron Grimes on there and that's what they chose for their first hour and it seemed like the second hour was to feature some of the other talent and then let you know that they're going to be using NXT UK personalities on NXT a lot more now so they just Which, immediately answered our questions. <laughs> correct. Correct. But it seemed like it was like for, I mean, I'm like, I was watching with my roommate, Chris, and he said the same thing. He said, you know, they're, they're trying to use that first hour to draw in the new casual viewer to the network. And that's true. I think, and I, I think that was probably a smart decision on their part. Um, Pete Dunn and I fucking, I can't blank it on the guy's name. The Brazilian Jitsu jujitsu artist and they put on a better match than I expected because I thought it was going to be a squash repeat done and it ended up being pretty good Arturo and, uh, Ruiz Arturo Ruiz I couldn't say his fucking name while I was watching it I kept trying That's uh, I'm, I just looked it up right now so was it mostly kind of a mat wrestling type match yeah, it was just a little bit more hard hitting than just that like it was pretty good shit Pete Dunn obviously fucking sh- pulling apart the guy's fucking fingers into submission, which makes me wonder why is that a skill Pete Dunn has that nobody else has in wrestling where you just grab fingers and start pulling until the guy says that hurts too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing you learn in like fucking kindergarten to be shitty to other kids. Okay. Everyone else forgot about it. I just need to, I need you to get to the, the man that made me pop the hardest. So there was supposed to be a match between, I think, Kushida and some some other fucking guy who had, like, early 90s hip-hop music. Fucking Imperium swarms the ring on this guy. And then fucking the crowd starts asking, chanting his name. They want Walter. And let me tell you, dude, was not actually expecting that to happen. But fucking Walter showed up. Did his music hit and everything? Yes. Oh my god. They gave Walter <laughs> oh my the fucking god. Walter entrance. Oh. oh and man. that And as soon as I heard that I was like I wanted to scream at you. I wanted to be like get your fucking network working whatever it takes because you've been waiting for this. Oh, we've Oh man. We've been talking about wanting to see Walter on the main product and, and involved with NXT a little bit more. Well, it looks like we're going to get that. Um, was there any, like, did they kind of give you an indication of this is a permanent thing or is it just kind of showing that any of the NXT roster can really pop up anywhere? I think that's kind of what they were going for is that anyone can show up at any time. Um, because I was not expecting Imperium and Walter to be there. He got a big reaction. They gave him the entrance. Kushida ended up coming out and challenging Walter to a fucking match holy shit like it's just did they have a match no he challenged him to a fucking fight oh my god so like then, one of the then, coming and... weeks we're gonna get this yes oh. um we also got a pretty damn good match between leo rush and Orni- oni lorkin with the winner getting a shot at the cruiserweight title was Another this rush's I... first time back yeah he's back this is his 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 return match crowd was really into leo rush and, and like actually they were into both of them they were both over as fuck and this ended up being a damn good match i would actually go recommend going back and watching this um Does rush ends up getting the win so he's gonna face drew gulak 
for the cruiserweight title at some show on the kickoff. <laughs> so this isn't the way of saying that 205 Live is gone and it's just all the same thing now? Well, I think Triple H had made a point in some conference call that they're going to try to incorporate 205 live into the nxt brand a little bit more which makes a fuck ton of sense um i guess at the same time though how many people on the nxt roster just automatically qualify for 205 live anyway that's true it's it's kind of an odd situation but uh yeah and then they chose to close the show with matt riddle versus killian dane which ended up really not even happening they had a fight for maybe five minutes a kendo stick got involved there was some action on the outside they brawl to the back and they brawl past a bunch of the other wrestlers and they run into fucking imperium again and walter and then a huge backstage brawl with the entire roster breaks out Um, Pete dunn gets involved and that's kind of how the show ends is just in mayhem with the NXT roster fighting in the ring, outside the ring, and backstage and everything. It was, it was fucking nuts. It was fun. I'll put it to you that way. It, it may not have been a typical uh, NXT-style show or the way to end the show, but it was a lot of fucking fun. And big thing from the second hour was just fucking Walter showing up. That, I knew that would blow your mind. That really does. That gives me hope that, you know, maybe in Chicago we get a Walter match. I would like to think we will. I need to hear those chops vibrate off the wood ceiling of the Rosemont Horizon. It's important to remember, Garrett, that we went to NXT TakeOver Chicago last year and we got Gargano versus Ciampa 2. But remember that NXT TakeOver Chicago before that had Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne in what was one of the highest-rated matches of that year. So I think they're totally willing to bring in some of the U.K. talent for a takeover in Chicago. I don't think that's a problem. God, if we end up with a Candace title match, I will lose my fucking mind. That if I, I see going to happen, Garrett. Oh. If I see Candace win that title, I'm going to... I'll streak. I'll be I'll be running naked through the streets celebrating. Put it to you this way. We're less than two months away from all of that. We're about two months away from all that, I guess. It's like, what, the 22nd, 24th? Yeah. So we're about two months away from that. They Like, that's the next major takeover. And this is the feud they're building right now is Candice LeRae, Shayna Baszler. So mm-hmm. they're going to get there. They have to have a match in between, and I, I obviously they're gonna do whatever they got to do to to build that feud up. So, uh, NXT was exciting tonight. Um, I know we've got AEW coming down the bend. We've also got Friday Night SmackDown, which I'm excited about too. A lot of good stuff. You know, I'm, I'm stepping back for a minute. I'm realizing there really is a lot of exciting shit going on in wrestling right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I actually just got tickets for AEW's coming to Nashville. You said it was a pain in the butt to get them? Oh, man. Yeah, that was hard. I At first, I was just trying. I think I started with three tickets or maybe two and realized quickly that was not going to happen. And I think I had to sit there and try for about a half hour uh, to get one ticket. But I did eventually get a second row ticket. Congratulations, Garrett. Thank you. you I will it. Their tickets are very reasonably priced. That was a not a badly priced second row ticket. My question is, how long is like an episode of Wednesday Night Dynamite supposed to... Are they even calling it that? 
No, I don't think anyone has ever like officially said that's the name. They trademarked it. They trademarked it, but they also trademarked Tuesday Night Dynamite. <laughs> we have to assume there's going to be some dynamite in there. So are they just calling it All Elite Wrestling? So like far, every they, Wednesday. So far, yeah. And oh my God, they've been running that AEW trailer before. Uh, you know, like at the preview parts of the movies. Like, just yeah. the TV commercial parts. Speaking yeah. of fucking TV commercials, tell me about what, what aired during NXT. Oh, I'm blanking now. The AEW commercial? Oh, no. Like, okay, so I have seen... I watched SmackDown yesterday as well. <laughs> um, they ran a, a, a AEW on TNT commercial on USA Network during SmackDown. Oh, they ran. They didn't run it during NXT as well. I don't think so. See, I was getting texts. Maybe they did, but I, I think I they didn't notice. Okay, I think they did tonight because I had people texting me that uh, they like had ran like in different markets the AEW commercial during NXT. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I. I don't think I saw it. Um, maybe it was there and I just fucking missed it. But no, they've definitely run uh, AEW stuff during SmackDown. And I don't know what the business deal is between USA Network and TNT, where they're they're cross promoting that. Um, I don't know if they're under the same fucking you know company now. Just like stop, stop it. Just like stop it. You're hurting us. No, because I think USA is Universal and TNT is with Warner Brothers. That's interesting. So um, they're just buying the TV time. Yeah, I, I think I don't think I digested until this moment the fact that. Th- AEW show is just called AEW. <laughs> <laughs> like it's now hitting me that like they're a couple weeks away. That's that's what's happening. So um, Wednesday nights are going to be busy between NXT and AEW, and I do kind of like you know I've been saying the last few days it's hitting me that uh, the scheduling is going to be n- easier to handle. Like you'll have a wrestling show on Monday with Raw if you want to watch. Tuesday you have the day off. Wednesday, busy day, you got AEW and uh, NXT. Thursday, you get a day off. Friday nights for SmackDown. And then uh, I guess if they do pay-per-views, then busy fucking weekend. But other than that, like getting a day off in between shows sounds pretty good. So what are we doing? Are we going to move to Thursdays? Or move to record on Thursdays, release on Friday? or We can either record like we did tonight and do it between, you know... 9 and 10, or we can record Thursday and get it up by Thursday evening. What, so one of us will have to watch AEW and the other one watch NXT? Maybe. Oh, man. I I can always watch NXT after I get home from work on Thursday, but... Anyway, we'll figure that shit off. We'll We'll figure that shit out off the air. I wanted everybody to be a part of that with us. Well, they can't respond, so it's, it's sort of, you know, it's sort of a rhetorical performance for them, Garrett. Well, it is 10.21 p.m. and I need to edit this thing. So, hey, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us this week. Uh, Follow us on social media. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at WrestleHangout on Facebook and Twitter. I am at Gartet on social media. Derek is at Halloween Helping. Give us that five-star review on iTunes. We will talk about whatever you want. We'll just just let us know. We'll talk about whatever. I guess I have to eat some Slim Jims or something. Uh, Derek, what else? Try a mango white claw. If you can find it.
I haven't had one, but Garrett seems to be like okay with them. So uh, check out uh, the new NXT stuff because that's some quality wrestling. So NXT thumbs up, Mango White Claw thumbs up, stuffed cheese at pizza from Pizza Hut thumbs down. Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>